0: This is Murder Bucket. Good evening, Murder Bucket family, and welcome back to Tuesday. If you recently saw my social media post, you know that we are going to be doing things just a little bit differently here at the podcast. Normally, we have an episode every single week and we do many episodes every other week. Well, for just a little while, we are going to be doing an episode every other week and solely focusing on our Last Supper series. There are a number of different reasons for this change, and one of the big ones right now is life is hard at the moment. Life is busy, life is hectic. I work full time. I am a mom of a three year old. I have a household to take care of. I go to church every Sunday. I have Bible study at my house every Thursday. We have friends that come over every Friday to hang out. And I'm just getting too busy. I should probably have my episodes written maybe a couple at a time. But you know what? I am the world's biggest procrastinator, and I don't do that. And that is 100% on me. One of the other reasons why we are doing it this way is because there are a lot of death row inmates that we have yet to talk about in our Last Supper series. According to the book that we are working through right now, the Serial Killer Cookbook, we still have 25 death row inmates that we need to discuss. And several of those death row inmates are going to be multiple episodes because they have so much information that we need to talk about. While there are some of these death row inmates that have very little information about their lives and their crimes online, there are several that just have a buttload of information. There are documentaries. There are TV shows. There are YouTube channels. There are other podcasts that have discussed them. There are movies, and I want to provide you with all of that information. So that is why, currently here on the podcast, we are solely going to focus on our Last Supper series. Once this series is over, I will do some sort of social media post or discussion to find out if you are interested in bringing back our mini-series. And the mini-series, if you don't know, is just shorter episodes that... We talk about either lesser-known crimes or lesser-known weird things, paranormal activity that just don't work for a full-length episode. I will probably also put up a poll to see if there are other series that you are interested in discussing. We can always go back to the cult miniseries that we did several episodes on. There could be a variety of different things that you want to talk about. It could be a whole series of just female true crime people Or it could be more weird stuff. It could be a whole series about strange hotels or, you know, anything. If you have an idea, please send me a message, shoot me an email. All of my information is in the show notes. There are so many ways for you to contact me. Don't be afraid to contact me either. All ideas are great ideas. I mean, they just might need a little tweaking or kind of working out. We're going to quickly jump into our week slash weekend recap. Over the weekend, I attended our Ladies Flourish Brunch at church. It is just a fantastic time to get together with the different generations of women that are in our church. There are several people who will host a table, which means that they will invite specific people to either sit at your table or invite people that they don't know all that well to sit at their table. Then they decorate the table with like tablecloths and chair covers. And they either bring like fancy china or they use anything that anyone else in the church might have that they could borrow. We hang out. We play some goofy games. We do some giveaways and we dress up and just spend an afternoon together. And this year we actually went a little bit beyond what we normally do. And we invited all of the ladies to wear what is called a fascinator hat. There's not really like a great way to explain what a fascinator hat, except for like, it's just a little hat that sits on like the side of your head. You can get them like as a headband, or you could get them as a little clip-on or something. The hat that I wore was actually my mother-in-law's hat. The last time that she was here, she very graciously brought one from her collection so that I could wear it and I did try to give it back to her but she told me that this is now my hat so now I have my own fascinator hat. I also went dress shopping with one of my best girlfriends to find something to wear to our mutual best friend's wedding that is coming up in October and we are so very thrilled for her and her fiance. We absolutely love them both and we cannot wait to celebrate with them. I actually found this really cute jumpsuit at Marshalls, I think. It is super elegant. It's Calvin Klein. It was only like $32, which I was really surprised by. So I'm going to wear it with some really cute black heels, get my hair done, you know, the whole nine yards. She found this really gorgeous like flower fall type dress at Old Navy. So cute. Cannot wait to see her in that all dressed up. And now I'm going to stop talking about myself and we are going to get into our Last Supper series. Tonight we are discussing Raymond Fernandez and Martha Beck. Raymond Fernandez was born in the territory of Hawaii on December 17, 1914. He moved to Bridgeport, Connecticut shortly after he was born. As a teenager, Raymond went to work on a farm in Spain with his uncle and while there he met his wife. They had four children together. But at some point, Raymond decided to abandon all of them for unknown reasons. Raymond then served in the Spanish Merchant Navy during World War II. After his time was done, he got a job back in the United States. But while on board back to the United States, he was injured and suffered damage to his skull and frontal lobe. This affected his social and sexual behavior. After he was released from the hospital, He stole several items and was sent to prison for a year. While in prison, his cellmate persuaded him to convert to believe in voodoo and black magic. Martha Beck was born in Milton, Florida on May 6, 1920. As a teenager, she ran away from home and joined a traveling circus. Once she was done with this adventure, she went to school and studied nursing, but found it very hard to lock down a job due to her weight. She did eventually get a job as an undertaker's assistant. She very quickly quit this job and decided to move to California, where she worked in a United States Army hospital as a nurse. While living in California, she met a man, got pregnant, but that man refused to marry her. Due to the social stigma at the time of having a child out of wedlock, Martha decided to return home to Florida. Martha told everyone back home that her baby's father was killed in the Pacific War. Those around her mourned her loss. Soon after her first baby was born, she became pregnant with her second. Her and the second baby's father decided to marry, but quickly divorced six months later. This ended up leaving Martha unmarried with two children, so she quickly found a job at Pensacola Hospital for Children. She then began reading romance novels and magazines and decided to place a Lonely Hearts ad in 1947, to which Raymond Fernandez answered, This is where things got messy. After Raymond answered the Lonely Hearts ad, he went to visit Martha in Florida and stayed there for a while. Martha decided to tell everyone that she encountered that they were married. After Raymond left, she made preparations to join him in New York City. While doing these preparations, she was fired from her job, so she decided to pack her things and show up at Raymond's doorstep. Raymond absolutely loved how much Martha catered to him. And because Martha got so much attention from this, she decided to send her children to the Salvation Army so that she could devote herself to him without distractions. Then, in 1949, Raymond and Martha decided to commit three murders. Janet Fay became engaged to Raymond and went to live with him at his Long Island apartment. When Martha showed up and caught her in bed with Raymond, she became enraged and struck her in the head with a hammer. Raymond then strangled Janet. After this, Raymond and Martha traveled to Wyoming Township in Michigan, where they stayed with Delphine Downing and her two-year-old daughter. In February, Delphine became agitated, so Raymond gave her sleeping pills. When her two-year-old daughter noticed that her mommy wasn't acting right, she began to cry. Martha panicked and strangled the child. This did not kill her. Raymond believed that once Delphine woke up and noticed the bruises on her daughter's neck that she would become suspicious, so he decided to shoot her. Several days later, when the daughter was crying again because she couldn't find Mommy, Martha got angry and drowned her in a basin of water. They then buried both bodies in the basement, but soon the neighbors became suspicious when they had not seen the mother and daughter in a while. The police were then called. Martha and Raymond were arrested on March 1st, 1949. After they were arrested, Raymond confessed to all three murders immediately. They were both extradited back to New York and given the death penalty. So what were Raymond and Martha's Last Supper requests? Several different articles have differing information regarding what their requests were. The most concise thing that Raymond requested was an onion omelet, French fries, chocolate, and a Cuban cigar. I'm totally okay with everything that Raymond ordered, except maybe the onion omelet. If it had other ingredients in it, it would be completely fine. But just eggs and onions doesn't sound appealing to me. Like I need ham or bacon or cheese or something. I don't want my breath just smelling like eggs and onions all day. Now, french fries, I'm okay with that as long as maybe I have something that either I can dip them in or they're seasoned really well. Chocolate is always good. And then Cuban cigar, maybe, but I'm not like a super big cigar fan. But I mean, if I had to, I, I guess I would try it. What was Martha's last supper request? Again, there are several different articles that have differing information regarding her request this is the most concise thing that she requested. Fried chicken, no wings, french fries, and a lettuce and tomato salad. Fried chicken is completely normal, except who doesn't eat the wings? Like, that is one of the best parts besides the drumsticks. I don't know who wouldn't want to eat wings. It's chicken wings. I mean, you eat those on, like, a Super Bowl Sunday or... Like Monday night football or when you're hanging out with your friends or you go to like Buffalo Wild Wings or some local wing shop. I mean, wings are wings. Why would you not want those? Again, french fries, completely okay with those. The lettuce and tomato salad though is a little weird, but if that's the only thing they had, then I would eat it. What are your thoughts on their Last Supper requests? Would you ask for something different or would you change anything? Or would you be completely okay with everything that they asked for? Both Raymond and Martha were executed on March 8, 1951. And finally, here are a few places where we see their story in pop culture. There is a 1960 episode of the American TV show Deadline titled Lonely Hearts Killers. An American cult classic film was released in 1970 titled The Honeymoon Killers. In 1996, there was a Mexican film made titled Deep Crimson. In 2006, there was an American film made titled Lonely Hearts, as well as the TV series Cold Case made an episode titled Lonely Hearts. And finally, in 2014, there was a Belgian French film made titled alleluia and that concludes tonight's episode regarding raymond fernandez and martha beck in our last supper series before you go please take a moment to listen to this promo from my friends at the studying scarlet podcast the world is a confusing stressful and often frightening place and we each have our own unique coping mechanisms that help us get by Some people will tell you that when life gives you lemons, you should make lemonade. No, that's terrible advice. Just randomly getting free fruit is extremely suspicious. Haven't you heard of Snow White? That's actually uh, a really good point. It's usually not a great idea to consume anything if you're not totally sure what's in it. If you're the type of person who copes with discomfort by making strange jokes and who enjoys losing yourself in a creepy and sometimes bloody mystery... Please join us for our dark comedy podcast, Studying Scarlet. We alternate weekly between true crime and fictional crime, and we even take listener requests for episode topics. So if you too have a morbid sense of humor, we'd love to welcome you into our weird, quirky, and sometimes disturbing world. Studying Scarlet is available on your favorite podcast app, and you can follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. We can't wait to meet you. Please subscribe today. Thanks for listening. Catch us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter for all your Murder Bucket updates.